Hello, 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 and welcome to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. We are back with another episode of The Nevers. Thank you so much for waiting for me to record this episode, and I'm sorry for it coming out so late, but I'm finally done with my educational obligations, and I'm here, and I'm yours, and I'm ready to get into this episode because that's all I've wanted to talk about since Sunday because I was right there Sunday with you guys live tweeting the episode at 9 p.m., and when I tell you I was shocked, the passion, the betrayal, the lies, the deception. There's so much to talk about this episode. I don't even know where to begin. And I'm already screaming. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to give you time now to lower down your headphones or however you're listening to this podcast. Lower that volume right now for you and for me. I'm going to give you a moment. Okay, great. But this episode, oh my gosh, when I tell you that my emotions are high, I actually rewatched this episode again just for clarity and a little bit of like, the nuggets they were putting out this episode I just wanted to refresh I wanted to refresh I wanted to let you guys get my full emotions of everything that I was feeling because when I say I walked around my apartment for about 20 minutes going what the hell did I just watch what the hell did I just watch like there's no way you know what I love about this show and I've said this multiple times, but I will say it again. What I love about this show is I am a big, I'm a big reader. I'm a writer. I am deep in finding out plots. And usually most shows, I can tell you what the ending is going to be before the end of the season. I can tell you the evil characters, who I hate, who I don't hate, who's going to die. Easy for me. And you know, at this point in my life, it's something that I've accepted. But this show has kept me on my toes and constantly thinking since the beginning. There has not been a single moment, clearly, since episode one where I've put everything together. There's been so many questions. If you've been listening this entire season, I basically end every episode off of a question. And I just, I love every second of it because there's no way you can be bored. You know, it's just something that's always going to keep you engaged and ready and something that you want to talk about and I love that about shows and this show does it so well especially in this episode because it's basically a big reveal for all of us and I just can't wait to talk to you and go over everything with this episode with you guys but I just want to put out a quick reminder as well that this is a TVMA show mature adult so if you are not of age as an 18 plus you probably shouldn't watch the show and you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast But I have plenty of other shows that you can check out if you are interested in getting more from me and what I watch and what I talk about. But if you are of age and you've been following this journey with me so far, let's get right into it. Let's get right into episode five of The Nevers. I feel like we should start this episode off with what everyone was talking about this episode. And that is the sex scene between Amalia and Horatio. I don't know about you, but every HBO show or movie that I've watched that has had a sex scene has been done so well. And this is just added to the list. There were boobs. There was a chest. There was fingering. There was a lot. There was a lot to say. And I cannot say I was not moved. But you know what? At the end of the day, I still cannot support an Amalia and Horatio relationship. And we know why. Because he's married. He's married and not only that, he has a child. And I feel like with the way I love Amalia and the way that she is just such a badass person, whether she's an alien or not, she's nobody's side chick. She's nobody's home wrecker. Okay, not Amalia true. And of course, I supported it in the beginning because one, 
look at them look at the chemistry that they have like no wonder they're together but we don't do infidelity on this channel like i refuse to accept it and if he's married and he's not going to break up with his wife mind you the fact that he mentions his wife every time they get together or every time they're in a tiff they mention that his wife is there and present pisses me off so much because how do you know and still do what you're doing and not only that, but I feel like there's an imbalance between Horatio and Amalia now. Especially now that we know that Amalia is either an alien or not from this time, something. Something different than the rest of the other troubled that it's something that we should take into account. Because now, even as they're making out and doing doing all the things, this, that, and the third, Horatio mentioned something about the Galanti possibly healing them. And we see Amalia really draw back from that at the idea that healing the troubled from their turns and honestly we haven't really gotten Amalia's take on whether or not she thinks her turn is something that she'd be healed or taken away we haven't really gotten into that we've gotten into the injustice of the troubled and what they have faced but not really how they feel about whether or not this is some kind of affliction or a malady should i say that should be healed and on top of that i don't think amalia wants the pressure of having to go find her people find the galanti which i'll go into a lot more and have to then be the hopes and dreams of the orphanage of Horatio and so many other people who've been touched. I don't think she wants that pressure. She doesn't want to be a leader to begin with, but she knows that that's the mantle she's been given as somebody who's been left behind by the Galanti. So it's weird, this relationship that the two of them have, especially if Amalia is kind of just using Horatio as an outlet to relax and take some of that pressure off, and yet he's looking up to her for so much. I don't know. Don't yell at me, but that's just some food for thought for any more Amalia and Horatio shippers out there. It's just weird. It's weird to me. There's a lot of things to think about. I mean, even if you look at Penance and Augie's relationship, there's less of an imbalance there, I feel like, than there is with Amalia and Horatio. Is that just me? You know what else might just be me? And honestly, I'm probably making a river out of a cup of water here. But I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the fact that we started this episode off with sex and then continue off this episode with so much death, I feel like was something of importance to take into the rest of this episode because with sex there's not only passion there's not only heat lust and everything that comes with it but there's also a chance to create life and then with the rest of this episode we talk about death going into malady and everyone that she's harmed and killed in that time and what her death would mean to so many people to lord mason to the troubled hell even to the purest and i feel like with this show nothing is unintentional and honestly listening to lord mason and his white-wigged men talk about what they should do to malady with her own death and how she should be an example to the rest of the touched in society that london has their shit together got me so upset this episode and i know i've said it multiple times on my live tweets and i'll say it here i am so sick and tired of all these men of high power abusing melody i have a soft spot for the girl i really do and after this episode i still do even harder now but she has been abused and beaten and raped and just straight up disrespected by so many men of power that they've basically created this monster that this league's called the sickness that they've spread throughout the news and through the city 
You've talked about this last episode. We'll talk about it again. But for the fact that these are the same men who brought her into this world, deciding whether or not they're going to take her out and how they're going to do it. Oh, I was so mad. And honestly, no wonder she wants to kill all of them. I would too, because these are the same people who consider London to be so great and lead London with an iron fist in that they are the law. They are order. And yet they want to publicly murder someone to a arena of bloodthirsty hounds. Malady is the sick one. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, which is why I understand Effie Boyle and why I love Effie Boyle so much in the news articles that she's been writing about the touched and her representation of the touched and how what is being done is incorrect. If you look at closely to any of her articles, it basically states that them doing this, them hanging Melody in the square, do nothing but show the country, show the world that we are just as bad as Melody herself, even for all of her crimes. Is this really justice? Last episode, we talked about wanting to get true justice for Melody. Is having her murdered without trial no less in public really justice what does that say to the rest of the world and i just keep thinking about what mundy said to hugo about how he's just bloodthirsty like the rest of them and how he's so quick to use the touch for his own gain in it everyone wants to love the touch and wants to get to know the touch when they can fit into their own little box i mean look at lavinia and yet when push comes to shove this is how they treat them if they don't stand in line and agree to the order that this community has set for them they get hanged in the square nooses in their own home with purists with ribbons on their arm tagged with their own blue ribbons to be monitored and watched in the streets by the people who are supposed to protect them let's not think i'm not going to talk about that scene in the precinct when they literally have touched children lining up to get their own little blue bows to have them be recognized by other police officers and the rest of the community while being tested out in the street by the barn are you kidding me who's the bad guy here melody or the rest of us and at the end of the day this episode and the last couple of episodes have been giving me much world war ii vibes and i don't know how i feel about the fact that lavinia of all people is the only one not part of the touched willing to stand up and say something about the treatment that's going on and how this death the spectacle that they've created on Melody's death is just wrong Lavinia of all people you have me in the corner with Lavinia it's a bad taste in my mouth it's just not right it's not right okay and yes I know I just went on a rant for about five minutes but if this is how angry this whole situation is for me the fact that the members of the touched are so upset about how everything is going down is understandable but I also I really hate when mom and mom fight Okay, I love Amalia. I love Penance. Their friendship, their love, their connection for each other, how they're each other's golden compass and basically support system. I don't like it when they fight. It's very awkward. I don't want to choose a side because we have Penance who sees everything that's going on, reads the newspapers, sees the nooses, and wants to make a difference and make a change. And the only way she sees to accomplish this is by saving Melody of all people. That creates a rift, especially with Amalia, someone who 
has been alone and lost and confused in the world for so long, finally having a chance to get with the Galanti, find out what the mission is, find out what her purpose is, having to choose between the two is a lot. And now not only are Penance and Amalia fighting, but the rest of the orphanage is fighting as well because somebody has to lead. And Penance has one idea that could be dangerous and save all of them, but so does Amalia. And it's the same thing. And I don't want them to fight. I don't want them to fight. I love them too much. But honestly, who would you choose though? That's that's going to be my question of the episode. Who would you choose if you were on either side? If you were to choose between Amalia, who had chances to maybe help with the future, help with the present, whatever her goal is, if her outcome was great, would you go with Amalia? Or would you go with Penance to save someone who, for all intents and purposes, this entire season has done nothing but put a target on your back, but is the right decision who would you choose i honestly don't know who i would choose personally because they're both dangerous missions at the end of the day they're both bringing back something that could change the rest of the touched forever and that change may do could make or break the rest of them i don't know but let's say for all intents purposes that right now i am on penance's side because i honestly cannot see anything happen to melody and yes we are here we are at that scene where we learned so much all about melody and what's real and what isn't real in that big reveal at the end and so we're in the square and we're getting ready for the big murder scene and when i say i saw all of these people just chilling okay basically eating drinking lemonade there was a whole stand there were children at this death sentence I was shocked. I was shocked. I was bamboozled, flabbergasted. But honestly, why? Why was I? Because this has been going on throughout history, in real life and in books, forever. I mean, we have the Gladiator Games, we have Hunger Games. People love a show. This isn't even life and death at this moment. It's a show. They're made for the same people who can watch someone get murdered in the square and be able to sleep at night the next day knowing that it had nothing to do with them. Knowing that at the end of the day, maybe a killer was put down. Not someone who had life and a history and a trauma that they were going through. I don't know, but with every show, we have to look at our characters. We have Lord Mason and the rest of his gang, because of course they have to be there. They are the head honchos. They are the ones that decided this mess, so all eyes are on them. We have our members of the square, our community, who are ready to see their pig come to slaughter. We are seeing Malady, who all intents purposes she killed it coming out of the game yes we saw a few scenes earlier her singing and crying inside of the prison as she got ready for her her day of death but as she walked out ready to go up onto that that stage she really she put that character in i love the fact that even before death melody quotes here melody showed no fear I loved every second of that. So we see Malady in all of her glory getting ready to be hanged. We see Penance and the rest of the troubled honestly ready to go to war. I love how we are seeing a little bit more characters and their turns throughout this season. Seeing Harriet 
blow down that glass to be able to slip into this spectacle and seeing nimble get into position my heart was beating the entire scene because i knew it was going to be good we have Mundy, who's there to patrol everything. Hugo, I saw you in the corner. Fake Hugo, Mr. Manipulator of Malady's group, which got me so excited at a possible double escape plan for Malady, because then we had her group, but also Penance's group. So we couldn't fail, really. We shouldn't have failed at all. Now, I didn't know what to expect leading up to this scene i knew it was going to be amazing i knew it was going to be great just the vibes alone from everyone cheering kill the bitch to stuff selling of the food from melody walking up just the energy was already so strong so i knew when penance's team came through to save melody or if melody's group came through it was going to be big. It was going to be epic. And it was because we got to see so many different turns this episode. First with Harriet breaking the glass for them to break in. Desiree using her desiring powers to be able to get them past the guards. And Nimble using Nimble as a, a ladder for them to go and get to Melody. Oh, genius, genius. And I love seeing that because Penance is so smart and she's so amazing. And we get to see that in all the plants that she's made throughout this entire season. And they get so close, so close to saving her. And yet Malady still, she still jumps. What the fuck? My mouth dropped. It hit the floor. I was in shock. We were so close. We were going to save her. We were going to put her in a blanket and bungalow and maybe, you know, fix her up a little bit. Let her know she's loved. Maybe give her the attention and focus that she wants. Maybe so that pain cannot be her only power. And yet she jumped. I... Uh, my emotions are clearly still high, but I was so upset. And then to turn around and find out that it was all a plot? It was all a plot because Mr. Fake Hugo over here goes and electrocutes everyone like it was their own signal. It was their own signal, guys. Own signal. Penance had a, her own signal for when to grab Melody and escape, and we don't know what that was because the lever wasn't pulled. But Melody also had her own signal for her own body to be the starting domino of the electricity to be sent throughout the metal bars that everyone was holding on to, causing so much death and destruction. I am screaming because one changed things for the better and another one just caused more chaos and hectic and drama and violence something that we talked about earlier in the episode with the beggar king that we didn't want to do because it messed up the rules of order oh my god this show but what do we do now what do we do now when your main villain or what has been betrayed as the main villain this entire episode is dead. Or so we think, because Mundy notices that she's missing toes! And who else do we know in this show who is a strong supporter of Melody that is also missing toes? Clara! Freaking Clara! And then we just jump into the flashbacks of Mundy realizing that it wasn't Melody that died but Clara and that Melody has set this entire thing up for her to get her revenge and I screamed when I say I screamed. 
screamed because she is so much smarter than we think that she is. This entire season, I've been thinking, you know, Melody is unstable. Melody, she doesn't really know what she's doing. It's all vibes. It's all connections with her and the god that she serves. But no, no. This girl was walking around as Effie Boyle the entire time since episode one. This has been plots since episode one. She has been our judge, jury, and executioner for everyone. For the touched, for the non-touched. She has been watching everything. My mind is blown. We said in a couple episodes that Melody serves her own god because she's the only one that can remember and that she's the only one that sees. And yet, she has been acting like a god herself and that she only kills angels, bad angels. And here we are. Here we are later on in the episode where Malady finally seeks her revenge on all of those who would rather witness her die in the middle of a square than accept who she is and what she's seen and everything that she's dealt with since being touched and maybe even before then. Amazing. Honestly, amazing. And we get to see her not only deal out that vengeance, but also show some some compassion and love and we see that in when the touched are trying to escape because of course now not only do they have a bounty on their head for them trying to rescue Melody to begin with but now everyone's panicked because they don't want to die of electrocution because Melody has put a hit on them and so everyone's running and slamming into each other there are bodies everywhere dropping like flies and Harriet being the smart, amazing, touched person that she is, uses her turn to break through the glass that they had first entered to begin with. And that scene, whoever filmed that scene, it was just beautiful. It was amazing. You deserve a raise. Congratulations. But everyone just pushed Harriet through and she fell on the glass and to see her be trampled and stepped on after what she did to help them escape and for her to just be so broken and bruised from it and have Melody as Effie of all people be the one to save her from this crowd and bring her to the side we get to see a bit of her conscience and all of this I could cry I honestly could cry because it made me think if we know that Melody is Effie and yet she has the ability to show this intelligence she has the ability to show this this compassion and yet at the same time could murder you at the drop of a hat what does that mean what does that mean for her as a character as we move on to the end of this season and to part two of the rest of the season what does that mean and honestly i keep thinking of that scene that moment before the big reveal before effie goes from effie to melody and she looks back at harriet and desiree and her face her the acting in that scene the emotion that is displayed on melody's face i couldn't tell if it was guilt or the loss of an opportunity or what because this disguise this creation of Effie Boyle has changed the game because now Melody has had a chance to see who is her ally and who is her enemy since the beginning she's gotten to talk to Mundy and his beliefs and we learn that he's someone who doesn't like the spectacle doesn't like the way that the touch have been treated he is in this profession so that he can create a safe space for those who actually need protection create the justice that he believes in and melody has been able to see that she's turned to him multiple times both as effie and as melody throughout this season that is important then we have 
the touched. People who she's kidnapped, killed, hurt, all on her own because of her own feelings of betrayal and loss and isolation from them actually come out and try to save her. When no one else did, when everyone just wanted to watch. And here she is now being able to do the same and save one of them and realize that maybe they're closer to one another maybe they're not completely the bad guys that changes the game maybe she'll change how she goes about killing her angels we honestly don't know we honestly don't know at all because the significance of her being able to transform who she is mind and body into Effie knowing that we've seen her so far as this crazy malady for the entire time the potential is there the potential is there for her to do so much more good or evil and I know I know that they want us to see her as the villain so bad and I know that she's done so many bad things this season so far but is it wrong I just I want to protect her so much I really do she's more than what we see clearly and if you don't think that after this episode I don't know what to tell you because the only evil person I really see are people like Lord Mason and Lavinia not Melody I just can't I don't know I am still processing it just like the rest of you and I probably still have so many more questions and I'm probably confusing so many of you as these episodes come out with my own questions and how you look at the rest of the show which great that's what I hope to let you see as you're listening and we'll see how they go from here because this isn't even the end of it because we still have the Galanti that we're dealing with and what that means because while Penance was going off and doing her own search and rescue so was Amalia and the rest of the group and I feel like we're going to have to talk about that a little bit more especially since that seems like that's going to be the focus of episode six and as that is the part one finale I think we should talk about it. We should talk about it before Sunday. Let's talk about it now. Let's. What's the speculations? What do you think is going to happen? Because I, I don't know. Because all we get is bits and pieces of what's going on underneath. We don't know what's underneath. It's honestly the only plan being is get Amalia close. That is it. They don't know how big it is. They don't know how they're going to get it out. They don't know how it got underneath. They don't know who's in charge of it. Who's been keeping them trapped underneath. They don't know anything we're literally going in blind episode six we are going in blind because we know about Lavinia and the touch that's down there and the doctor and how big the egg or spaceship or whatever entity is down there is they don't and all they have is maybe six members at most who are touched to try and save them I mean that's just that's stressful I'm stressed I'm stressed just thinking about it and what they're going to do because we know as we saw at the beginning of this episode that the egg or the alien is getting more powerful and Lavinia is scared about it the doctor's scared about it but they want to go through and, and do more research for whatever change they can create from it but we don't really know how they're getting more powerful we know that they're helping the touched who are in close contact with them gain their powers back and maybe their memories back is it because the the aliens are are gaining their power from the close proximity and it's just an equal benefit situation or or what like how are they getting stronger what is their energy source we don't know but it's helping and it gives me such hope that we'll be able to save the touch people who've been trapped down there because of Lavinia's experiments because they deserve better. They honestly deserve better than to be reduced to just mindless workers 
for Lavinia and the doctor to experiment on. And I don't know how that healing process is going. I don't know if they're healing their brains or if they're just giving them a sense of normalcy and that's why they're able to use their powers. But as you see the workers interact with one another, it seems like they have a more conscious thought of what is going on and are excited. And maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help our numbers and and create the revolution that we're looking to do against Lavinia and her doctor and their evil snatchers because they do have a little bit of an army behind them but we don't know and I think that is the biggest part to take away from this episode and the fact that we're going to be going into that part one finale and I'm excited I'm excited on how that's going to go especially since at the ending of the episode we see Amalia come back and she's broken and bruised and so are so many other members of the touched so we don't actually know what went down there could be a whole smackdown going down we might actually be able to put hands on lavinia and the rest of her group i am so excited you guys i've been waiting for this since episode two you guys know i've had it against the lavinia since episode two if we can finally go at it for once you guys Augie's going to see Lavinia down oh Augie is going to see Lavinia down there it is dramaful oh I can feel the flavor I can feel it's gonna be great it's gonna be immaculate I'm excited I'm so excited I do have some questions however like if they do bring Malady in for the last episode how that's gonna go like what if she finally has a chance to meet this god that she's been killing people and leading people about for so long that could change a lot and I know I've said this so many times but these last couple of episodes these last three episodes at most has been such game changers for the pure reveals that we've had each episode and I don't know there's so many ways that we can go for this finale we could either save the touch that are down there we could lose so many others we could learn things that we don't want to it seems that a lot of it's going to be connected to Amalia just looking at the preview alone they're going to use her and maybe we'll learn maybe we'll learn so much more things we've been missing this entire season but I'm excited I'm excited and I hope you guys are too but this is kind of the whole wrap up and recap that I have for this episode although I do have some gems that I would love to go into a little bit with you guys before we go like did you guys see Nimble and Desiree in the beginning of the episode I did not see that coming because you guys know I'm a big Bonfire and Nimble fan but Desiree and Nimble you know honestly I don't think they're very much monogamous relationship anyway so if Nimble just wants to dip their toes into other people I'm okay with it I'm it's fine to each their own and another thing that I really liked about this episode as well is I feel like there are so many parts that we've talked about religion and we've talked about the importance of God and how that's had people turn on their own family members when they find out that they're touched and has killed so many people and yet this episode Penance has used her religion and her belief in God to finally save another member of the touch because she feels that they are worthy like why would God create them if they weren't supposed to be of importance and I like that switch seeing as how for the entire season we've seen it another way and in a negative way so I thought that was very important to to look at and to acknowledge and finally we have the Banner King and Lord Mason so that scene I felt was very I don't know because we there's so much about the Banner King we honestly don't know we don't know his motives we don't know why he's here 
We don't know how he got members of the Touched on his side. We don't know really anything, but he has so much power. Lord Mason sees it. Amalia and the rest of the orphanage sees it. And we don't know what he's going to do with it. I think that he leads the purist group. At least he creates his own version of chaos, even though he tells Lord Mason he's not going to do it. We do see the nooses come, which could be his idea. And then we do see them start more riots in the street which could be his idea as well and if it's all for him to just create more power like what is the reason what is the end game we don't know because we don't know a lot of his story and his motivations and i wonder if we're going to get more into that as this show continues because we've gotten into almost everyone but him which is very interesting to me because it makes me think that he's going to have a bigger part to play as the show continues which I will be interested to see. What about you guys? What do you think? What are some questions or concerns or theories that you have for this show going forward? Because honestly, at this point, it could go anywhere and they are willing to just surprise us with it at any time. And honestly, I just love it because it's such a breath of fresh air, honestly. And I'm excited to see how they're gonna go forward because you can't you can't guess it at this point I don't even know what next episode could be they could go completely left field than what any of us think and that's just that's just the beauty of it but as always I think that I'm gonna wrap this episode up here thank you so much for just being patient with me so far and of course you can always follow me at twitter at show talk podcast if you want more updates on when these episodes are being released or just what I'm talking about in general feel free or check out my website showtalk.blog if you want to just see what I'm podcasting and other shows that you can get into but until then keep on talking this show other shows whatever makes you happy and we will see you next time.